This is Beat 'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 385 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, back from assignment, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You mean it just comes out of your wrist? Does it come out anywhere else? <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. Thwip, thwip. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd, podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's a holiday week, so no news, no recommendations, no commercials, no bullshit, just the three of us reviewing Spider-Man No Way Home. Now that I said no bullshit, Aubrey, <laughs> we missed you last week. It's great to have you back. Spider-Man No Way Home. Tell us about your theater experience going to see it. I went to Regal, which I don't normally do. I normally go to um, the really nice movie theater, Paragon, which has like the bar and you can get dinner and stuff like that. And get trashed because um, it's the only way you can make it through some of these movies we make you watch. <laughs> which I've done, like Resident Evil. <laughs> I wasn't too drunk during Resident Evil. My friend was, though. Regal announced their tickets first, so that's why I got Regal tickets. And my hope is to never get Regal tickets for an opening day movie ever again because I saw it in 3D, which I can't see anyway, but so it was just 2D movie to me, but no, I enjoyed it. But the seats are so close together that somebody put their foot on my shoulder for the entire movie. And I wish I was joking, but somebody actually had the balls to leave their foot on my shoulder the entire movie. Yikes. All right. Uh, uh, Marcellus Reagans. Um, my theater going experience was fine. Um, as I mentioned before on the show, tickets went on sale like at midnight on Sunday, Sunday night, like a few weeks ago. And uh, all of the websites, all of the movie ticket websites uh, had crashed and everyone was having trouble getting tickets. Finally got my tickets and, you know, it was for an, kind of kind of an, an earlier kind of show. But what I didn't realize is that after that whole ticket fiasco happened, they released earlier showings. There were showings at like three o'clock in the afternoon, which is great if you were able to get tickets to that. But the thing that I was worried about and it actually happens, I got there for my six o'clock show and people were getting out of the three o'clock show talking about the movie. They're milling around the lobby talking about what they just experienced. And I'm like walking around with my fingers in my ears going la 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 trying to make it into the theater. So it almost got spoiled before I went into the theater. Uh, but it didn't, or any more than the internet has already done. Yeah, it was a packed house. It was a big screen. It, it was rocking and rolling. There was almost like a concert. It's the movie theater experience that you want when you go to the theaters. Did anyone use you as a footrest in the movie theater? Uh, no, luckily the seats are spaced out enough that uh, we don't even come close to each other. Man, I've watched some videos like that, and it's pretty hot. I gotta tell you, Aubrey, I was, you got that for free, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We went, as I said uh, on the show in the past, we went to see it in IMAX uh, opening night, 
just like you, Mark Ellis fought and battled for those tickets until almost three in the morning, the day they went on sale. Uh, myself, my son, my daughter, and boyfriend Jordan, who thankfully was named boyfriend Jordan, so we can you know keep him classified. Good job by his parents. All four of us went and checked it out. Uh, yeah, it was insane. Uh, it was insane. The movie looked great in IMAX, packed, sold out theater, crowd going absolutely berserk for most of the movie in a good way, not in yeah. a bad way. And and just like it was an experience I haven't had in the theater since Endgame. And, and it just felt so fucking good to be back at a packed fucking movie theater with people like losing their shit over the movie. So Morbius trailer again, a wet fart in the movie theater right in front of a giant sold out theater of spider-man slash marvel fans and morbius comes on and everyone's making fart noises and booing uh <laughs> same for you guys nobody likes uh morbius fucking awful i saw the trailer at mine too and it's just awful I mean, there's nothing about the trailers that makes me want to see that movie at all hey uh mark it's uh michael morbius your friend hey, how are you yeah i don't know the, the, i think the people in my theater were much more well reserved and much more psyched for the spider-man experience that no one booed when morbius came out no one said anything it was was just like uh whatever is this another obstacle before we get to the movie that's all people (laughs) that's all people were looking at it as yeah just in in my theater is booing and audible laughter when he's like flying by the subway car wow Man, I don't know. I, I don't know what they were thinking, Cass and Jared Leto. I think like that like turns like 75% of the people off. They're like, ugh. And it just gets worse. It was worse definitely a turnoff for me. Do you think he gave Tyrese any used condoms on the set, like as <laughs> method acting? Or? Just gave him some uh, some yes. bats with their heads bitten off. <laughs> just, just gave him a, a bag of shitty movies because that's what they're making. <laughs> <laughs> Here's VHS copies of Christie's Santa's first female reindeer for everyone. <laughs> anyway, we're going to jump into it. We're going to review Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, as always, we're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions. Then we will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if for some ungodly reason you haven't seen it yet, uh, you can j- bounce and you'll know what we thought. The rest of you can stick around and we'll talk a little bit more about it in depth. Non-spoiler, Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds. What did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? I liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as everybody else does. It's, it's very emotional. video on this position <laughs> right now. It, it's a very emotional Spider-Man. So I can't say like I was pumped watching it. It's just it's very emotional. I'm, I'm feeling a little emotional right now. I'm not going to tell you what that emotion is. <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus Reagans. Yeah, I thought this movie was really good. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, it's one of those things where there's so much to it and it's very fan servicey. So I wasn't sure if my reaction to it was just because of the fan service or if it was because it's an actual solid movie. Uh, and I've had a few days to think about it. And yeah, the movie is solid. It is very fan servicey, but it's a really well crafted movie. So yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it already. <sighs> Killing me here. I loved this movie. <laughs> I loved this movie. This was amazing. Crying or cheering. We were just fucking losing our fucking shit in the movie theater. This movie fucking ruled. It was everything I could ever want in a Spider-Man movie is 100% a love letter to Spider-Man and Spider-Man movies. It was this movie was just like fucking Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Like, fuck, man, this movie ruled. I walked out of that theater. I wanted to get in line and buy a ticket and immediately go back. I just, I, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, it's hard to even verbalize, like, how amazing this movie was. 
So for me, you should definitely go see this movie. Uh, it sounds like you guys are also thumbs up, but maybe a little less uh, gushing as I am. So at least you guys know that you should definitely see the movie. Not that you weren't going to see it anyway. If you're listening to this fucking podcast, you probably already saw it. Now we're going to talk a little bit more in depth. So Mark Ellis, drop the drop and let's spoil Spider-Man colon No Way Home. What's the spoiler? Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. So as always, we'll start with things we liked. Marcellus Reagans, give me some highlights of things you liked about this movie. All right. So uh, some of the things I liked about the movie, uh, the music that was playing through the end credits, I thought was amazing. <laughs> I knew all the words to that. And the kids <laughs> were like, how do you know this fucking song? This shit came out when I God, how old were we when that came out? Uh, fuck. So that was in 95, four. Uh, no, that song did not come out in 1995 because I bought that fucking tape at the mall. No, really? <laughs> what the fuck am I thinking of? 1989, 89. number, another summer. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was off one of their later albums. Uh, it's um, the Magic Number by De La Soul is what they what they played through the, the closing credits. For some reason, I thought that was off one of their later albums. But yeah, it's a. So I would have been 12. I would have been a. Already. I would have been a teenager, but barely. Right. <laughs> Everybody who wants to think we're hip, cool, wow, and now, Aubrey, you weren't born yet, right? 1989. <laughs> No, two more years. I was thought of. Aubrey was still is still hip and young. So. I so guess. You, yeah, I thought all of the performances were great. I thought everyone did an amazing job. The main thing that I love about this movie, you have to look at the storytelling as like a, an Olympic sport. The level of difficulty that they that the writers had to pull off in this movie somehow they were able to make a satisfying conclusion to the Spider-Man Home trilogy. And also make a classic Spider-Man origin story and also make a reboot and also put a button on two other Spider-Man franchises and do it all in two and a half hours. Ability to tell to craft this story together and to pull it off is stunning. It's a level of filmmaking that hasn't been even going to say it's a level of storytelling that's more difficult than what they did in Endgame, what Marvel did in Endgame. I might think the screenwriters and the director just knocked it out of the park regarding this Spider-Man movie. You're right, Joey. This is a love letter to Spider-Man. This is the most Spider-Man movie of Spider-Man movies. That aspect, I absolutely love. And the other thing that I loved about it is that between the Eternals making jokes about DC characters in their movie and then Flash's book calling being called Flashpoint in this movie, <laughs> I'm like, good luck, Flash movie, with your multiverse thing that's coming out later on. Good luck to you guys. Because... uh. This is going to be tough to tough to beat this one. Aubrey Litchfield. I, re I really like the storytelling. I think it's a very interesting and intricate story. I like how they brought in the different multiverses. They really tied up a lot of stuff with that loose ends that people could complain about. And I really like Willem Dafoe's um, Goblin, Green Goblin. It's probably my favorite version of Green Goblin, honestly. I like how Tom Holland tried to save them all. I think that that was really well done. I liked Andrew Garfield saving Zendaya. Uh, that was really emotional. This had a lot of emotion to it. This this whole movie, there was a lot of a lot of high emotions during the entire thing. So I thought that that was really cool. Um, Doctor Strange being in it is really cool. Them setting up the multiverse. You know, now we have 
an overarching story that we were missing with Black Widow and those other movies. So I think that that's really good that now we have this multiverse thing that's going on. I just I think that everybody did a great job. The the humor that was in it was spot on. I loved it. I I liked the uh, the comment about Tobey Maguire being able to shoot his own webs. And Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland having, like, an actual device that shoots webs. And then, you know, the jokes that went with that. I thought that was really well done. I liked Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's chemistry. Uh, But, yeah, I think that's it. All right. All right, all right. Well, you covered a lot there, my friend. But I I will tell you... um just you know last week we talked about spider-man how much we love spider-man and each person uh not aubrey because she wasn't here but each person about how it meant much it meant to them and and to me it was just like spider-man celebration the movie just everything you love about spider-man in this movie is is 100 there character nailed 100 percent i i was just like on the edge of tears, like 99.9% of this movie. (laughs) I honestly, if I wasn't there with the kids and Janine's boyfriend, I probably would have just sat in the car and cried afterwards for like a half an hour. (laughs) This shit hit me hard, man. Are you okay, sir? I just watched Spider-Man. What? It was terrible. No, it was amazing. (laughs) I'm going to go sit in a cave and have Santa Claus come talk to me afterwards. (laughs) The uh, movie was just amazing. It's tough, man. It's tough because these are those like movies where you gush over it. So it's not going to be the most exciting episodes. We're not going to all argue and rant about how much we hated the movie. But, it, you know, it was great. You know, Andrew Garfield is, is good in this. I did not like him as Spider-Man. I didn't like his Spider-Man movies. I loved him in this. Tobey Maguire coming back and being Spider-Man again. Fantastic. All the villains were great. I really liked uh, Dr. Octopus in this. Uh, Willem Dafoe, like Aubrey said, amazing. Even um, Jamie Foxx was really good in this. Mark Ellis, I was thinking of you when he made that crack about th- he thought Spider-Man was black. Yeah, that's been a uh, – that's an old like Donald Glover joke from uh, back in the day. And then he's like, well, maybe there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. My, My f- movie theater like lost its shit when he said that. <laughs> My favorite part about that is he's like, oh, I thought, yeah, I thought Spider-Man would be black. And Andrew Garfield's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but jamie fox is a great actor i'm glad they got him to actually come back and and be electro and and get redeemed it almost felt like some of this was redeeming those terrible amazing spider-man movies Mm -hmm. i thought the lizard was even funny i was not expecting sandman to turn back into a human at any point because i didn't hear anything about that actor coming back i thought he was going to be cg the whole movie same thing with lizard yeah that's what i thought too and i think they might have they might have just used like footage from the spider-man 3 movie to bring him back i don't know if the actor actually came back to film anything well i'm sure he got paid yeah 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 the the villains were great i really appreciate like aubrey said i really loved that peter was trying to save the villains because it's a very spider-man thing to do (laughs) uh it, it was just awesome uh i Aunt May dying crazy. She said, with great power comes great responsibility. Fucking Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was fucking dying. I was dying this whole movie. I was like, put my hood up. I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want Colin to see a man crying. You know. <sighs> but what about things he didn't like? Markellis Reagan's. Was there anything you didn't like about this movie? It's like really nitpicky things that, you know, Barely worth mentioning, but it it did it did seem odd that Happy happened to have a uh, 
arc reactor powered science lab in his high rise apartment, like just conveniently underneath a blanket that was able to like make cures and 3D print and do all this shit. I'm like, that's that's kind of convenient. And Doctor Strange said, you know, the the portal of that the spell got messed up with, with Peter interrupting him. And some of the people who knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker snuck through, got into this universe. That's how this whole movie happens. Uh, Electro never knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. He, he even thought he was black. So how did Electro get through? I don't know. I, it just seemed odd to me. Don't uh, worry about it. Yeah, see, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Anytime something like that comes up and it's like, don't worry about it. It's like, that's why I'm not gushing over this movie so hard. It's um, magic. They don't got to explain <laughs> shit. And I hated the post-credit scene. The first post-credit scene. It, it was an instant reminder of why I don't like the Venom movies. And when, especially when you, uh. you just spend a two and a half hour where you laugh, you cry, you cheer, you go through all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, kids, remember Venom? Let there be carnage. And you're like, oh. We're like, let there be garbage. <laughs> that, I mean, it's not connected to the movie. And it took me right out. And it just, it, it kind of brought my whole mood down. Um, wow. Okay. But, you well, know. We'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no, everything else is like really nitpicky stuff. It's stupid. Aubrey Litchfield. It was really hard for me to get past Jamie Foxx being electro in a really bad movie so that i um i struggled with watching him it's tough to understand fully how peter parker can be erased from everybody's minds like was he erased from pictures that they were in mj still has the black dahlia necklace um, that peter gave her so like how does she remember getting it and and all of that stuff that part's tough. I don't know if I understand why Venom was moved to that universe too when he doesn't even know a Peter Parker and then he's taken back to his universe. They didn't explain that very well because he doesn't learn that it's Peter Parker until he switches universes and then all of a sudden he's there. I, I, can, ex- I can explain that. Uh, in, enjoy it's magic. You don't have to explain yeah, exactly. shit. Exactly. Enjoy context. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I and will then, explain it in a minute. So as yeah, a side note, <laughs> I was thinking this, uh, I was talking to a customer about this yesterday about Morbius and Venom in the Morbius trailer. He says that he's Venom, but then he laughs. Venom doesn't exist in that universe yet. So <laughs> I don't know. That's Morbius. Just more reason why Morbius is going to be fucking stupid. That's the Morbius movies problem. <laughs> that's not, that's not uh, no way Holmes problem. Aubrey's very angry about Morbius. I am. Anything else you didn't like in No Way Home? I don't really like the happy story in that. Like, I I don't think that Happy and May had a very good story in this one. It fell off. But that's it. I'm with you guys. Uh, Very nitpicky. There's not really much to dislike here. Yes, some of the mechanics of everything don't quite make sense. If I understand the spell correctly, everyone forgets Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So anything that involves developments of Peter Parker being Spider-Man, they don't remember. So MJ know, should know Peter Parker or know that she went to school with him or something. Just like you would know some rando person that you didn't really have any classes with or didn't interact with much at school. But you, do, she has no concept. Anything that happened after Spider-Man came on the scene, she has no fucking recollection of. Same thing with uh, all the superheroes. So they'll remember that Spider-Man was there. So if you have to imagine like you're watching Infinity War again and never does he take his mask off the entire time. (laughs) Right. 
So that that's how you have to just like that's how it would be for everyone else. Like they would they know Spider Man's there, they know he exists, but they just can't they don't remember who, it, who his identity was. And it doesn't quite make sense even now that I'm explaining it because why would she not recognize him in the store if they went to high school together and had a class together? It's because he's wiped away from everything. Like no one but knows no one knows everything? who Peter everyone no one knows who Peter Parker is at all. They don't even remember like before, like just never have even seen Peter Parker. Correct. Correct. They remember they might remember someone, but they don't remember specifically Peter Parker. All right. So it'd be like if somebody came up to you and this happens to me a lot, actually, I don't know if it happens to you guys, but someone will come up and be like, Joey, what's going on? Right. Blah, 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 blah. It talked to me about the podcast and uh, how's work going and blah, 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 blah. And then after they walk away, I say to my wife, I have no fucking idea who that yep, is. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It's like a, a coworker from like four jobs ago that you barely remember. Excellent. All right. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, great. No one's ever approached me at work to read off a piece of paper about how much they love me. though. So. <laughs> and honestly, the only other thing in this whole movie that I didn't like was when Green Goblin stabbed Tobey Maguire at the end. Yeah. Did you think he was going to die? It's just so glossed over afterwards. Like he guts him with a big fucking blade. <laughs> and then he's like, nah, yeah, I'm fine. I've been stabbed before. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he quit. What? What was the point of that then? Like, cause it kind of robs what just happened of some of its power. Like Toby stops him from killing the goblin and they have that moment and then he gets stabbed and then that's it. Like, why did he have to get stabbed? Like, well, the movie was over at that point. Like, we didn't need that extra, like, oh, moment. Like, they're, they're, they just, just could have left it out. Well, that's how you got that's how you got Toby Peter out of the way so that Tom Peter could stab Goblin. You had to get his body out of the way. You couldn't just, like, walk away and be like, eh, it's all right, kid. You had to force him out of the way. And yes, I, I admit stabbing him was a little extreme. But again, it, with so many people dying already, it, just a little bit more of, oh, shit, maybe this is it for him, too. That would have been a nice uh, send off for the Toby spider. No. Um, also, <laughs> one thing I didn't like was there was no Kirsten Dunst in this. I'm sure someone out there will make fun of me for it because God knows my daughters would make fun of my taste in celebrity women for the last week and a half. But all time woman crush Hall of Famer for me. And she, she has like very sharp teeth. All right. I thought you were going to say plain because that's what Janine's <laughs> been busting my chops about for like a week and a half. Um, I love her snaggle teeth. Come on now. <laughs> Like the the portal opens up and Peter goes back and there's just Mary Jane singing on stage on a, on a Broadway stage again terribly. I thought we were gonna get like after credits like Toby coming home through the portal and she's like got a baby and she's like fucking where the fuck have you been like fucking vacuum what are you doing <laughs> and he's like trying to get back through the portal or some shit I don't know but I, I was hoping maybe they'd use that as a way to set up uh, Spider Girl who is. Uh, alternate reality daughter of Mary Jane and Peter. So yep. which would have been nice, but unfortunately not. Uh, where's Gwen Stacy? She's dead. But all the other villains came back before the moment they died. Wouldn't she have been like pulled out like a second before she died? <laughs> she would have came out of the portal and just hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so she just appeared. The implication is that Peter two and three just like randomly appeared somewhere and didn't know where they were until Ned grabbed them. So did she just like appear in like some dude's like bedroom or something? <laughs> you're like a 15 year old dude and you're just sitting there and then all of a sudden Emma Stone just lands out of a portal on your bed. <laughs> She's in Green Goblin's room. This is, it's like, this is uh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. All my dreams have come true. 
I just wish they could have found a way to sneak in. I know I understand if they didn't want to have them in the movie as main characters, but man, it would have been cute and fun to just throw in a ridiculous cameo with one or both of them at the end, you know, or at some point in the movie. Just, I'm just saying like, I feel like, and I know like we didn't want him uh, sexually harassing teenage girls on set, but man, James Franco, we can get him in there somewhere. Again, the the hurdles that this movie had to jump over <laughs> And the fact that they did it is staggering. To ask for anything more seems really greedy, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I, I I always want more. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Uh, Aubrey, favorite moment in the movie? That's tough. I think when Tobey Maguire stops Tom Holland from beating Green Goblin to death. I would say that one. That is a very Spider-Man moment. Uh, Mark Ellis Rankins. I thought for sure Aubrey was going to say when Tom Hardy's face appeared on screen. <laughs> I mean that too. <laughs> what What would have happened if the multiverse opened up and Tom Hardy just appeared in your bedroom? Aubrey? That would be amazing. It's not <laughs> that, that kind of podcast. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Arby's wondering if that's a possibility. There you go. You're going to be like at a lab somewhere trying to figure out how to unlock the multiverse. Rashida Jones, we're getting there. <laughs> um, my favorite part of the movie, and I can't even like, it's not just my favorite part of the movie. This might be my favorite scene of any movie that I've seen this year. Um, and I won't even describe it because if I do, I'm going to get all choked up. But it's basically when Andrew Spider-Man catches MJ from falling. That redeeming scene was so... It's one of those things like anyone who watched the trailer and everyone who watched the trailer pretty much figured out that that was going to happen. So when it does happen, it's like, oh, good. That's exactly the way it should be. But his performance afterwards, the are you okay?" and his delivery and his just performance just sold that scene so well. It was unbelievable. It's amazing that, uh, you know, 60 second scene can almost redeem an entire movie from from Sony from a few years ago. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes of any movie that I've seen this year. I thought it was beautifully done. Well, you stole my thunder because that was my favorite scene. The whole <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was great. I was very worried they were going to kill uh, Mary Jane and uh, or MJ. Sorry. And uh when he saved her was just fucking dude, we were balling. Every theater was like at near riot levels of cheering and going absolutely bonkers at that point. Yep. So I missed like everything that he said. After yeah. <laughs> I need to sneak back out to the movies and watch this again at like 10 in the morning or something when there's no, there. cause I missed a lot of like lines when um, Toby came through the portal. I don't know a goddamn word he said <laughs> in the movie until maybe like five minutes after that because the theater was going ape shit. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the scene is like he the he caught her, you know, and like you said, Marcus, huge redemption. I think this whole movie is almost a complete redemption of those two movies because I thought he was awesome in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was fantastic. He's a good Spider-Man in those movies. His Peter Parker was a little eh, but letting him play in this one and giving him some good material it shows that he he's a really good actor he was just in some badly written movies yeah it it kind of lets you see that he was not the issue with those movies right. at all exactly. I know people like to make him the worst spider-man live action blah, blah 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 and i mean that's still true but it's not for me like after seeing this i'm not as 
fuck Andrew Garfield sucks balls. Like it's not his fault that those movies sucked. It's everybody involved in the making of those movies. He's actually a pretty good Spider-Man. Yes. uh, Yeah. When he caught her, that was just like fucking amazing. And I was fucking balling. The fucking (laughs) theater was absolutely fucking nuts. Like, like I said, I got to go see it again so I could hear what the fuck he said afterwards. Like, that was my favorite moment in the movie theater and the movie. Um, Aubrey, what would you think of Daredevil in the movie? The whole theater, like, lost their minds during that scene. <laughs> Noah had no idea what it was because he hasn't seen the show. Thank God. But um, the entire theater was, like, screaming. Nice. Mark Ellis Reagan. Yeah, I wish that it hadn't been spoiled that he was going to be in a movie before. Um, I'm really pissed at the the movie blogger vlogger whatever that uh leaked those pictures a little while ago because yeah this pretty much confirms it and it's kind of sucks because that would have been a holy shit moment for me but yeah it's nice that kevin feige said hey if you see matt murdoch again it's going to be charlie cox and then like a few days later it's charlie cox shout out to kevin feige for uh laying that groundwork yeah, same thing. Movie theater went fucking nuts. Um, I thought it was great. I thought when he caught that brick was fucking fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited that hopefully we will see him again sooner rather than later. Because let's be real. No matter how you feel about the Netflix shows, he was awesome as Daredevil. He was awesome. Like those, He's great that he is live action Daredevil. He needs to be around as much as possible. So let's please... You keep bringing him back. That was great. A great use of his character. Uh, after credit scenes, Aubrey. All right. So at the end of Venom 2, if you remember, um, when they're laying in the bed, Venom explains to Tom that he can see and experience and share thoughts with all Venoms across the entire multiverse. Oh. So him experiencing that with Venom, who knew who Peter Parker was from Venom meeting him in Spider-Man 3 would mean it would pull him through. Okay. I forgot that. Well, I don't blame uh, you for, for purging your mind of Venom. <laughs> let there be garbage. But Well, Spider-Man 3 was the worst Spider-Man movie in the entire universe. So I try to forget that that even exists. <laughs> but he did leave behind a blob. So how excited were you to see Tom Hardy? And then how do you feel about the little blob being left behind? I read the spoiler and yep. I was mad because I thought it was freaking stupid. And I still think it's freaking stupid. Do you care that a little blob got left behind? No, because how is it going to travel overseas? <laughs> It'll take a while. How? Like, is it just going to swim through the ocean over there? Well, if the first Venom movie has taught us anything is that it will attach itself to a little girl who will get on a plane and fly across the country and land and no one will question it at all. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even remember that from the first Venom movie because the first Venom movie sucked ass. Mm. Mark Ellis Ray's after credit scene. Like, like I said before, it, it immediately reminded me that there is a Venom franchise out there. And I was like, boo, I don't care. The little blob being left behind, whatever. Who cares? Like, are, I do feel a little confident that these screenwriters have a, a good handle on what to do with Spider-Man and that they'll get a chance to play with that black suit version of spider-man especially considering where this movie leaves peter parker spider-man so that part is a little interesting but again the gymnastics that is gonna have to go through before we get the next venom 3 and then the next spider-man movie and then do the black suit i'm like i don't care just maybe it'd be good i don't really care Uh, i thought it was a pretty funny fuck you to sony that they're like desperately trying to get venom to cross over with spider-man and he did and then didn't get to do anything and got sent immediately back (laughs) 
I thought that was funny. I like that he left behind a little blob because that gives us a chance to maybe finally get the black costume saga on screen and not have it suck ass. Um, and because, of course, we've determined that all the Venoms communicate with each other. Once Spidey has the black costume, he can then get sucked into Venom's universe somehow and they can fight and then team up against whatever terrible 90s villains Sony's going to use and then send him right back home. Holy shit. You just totally wrote that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what's yeah. going to happen. He's going to give the blob, um, which will become his costume. He'll give it back to oh. Venom and make him whole and then he'll go home. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Maybe Madam Web will be uh, be instrumental of this because they want to make a Madam Web movie. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, Aubrey, going forward, Spider-Man, do you want Mary Jane to remember that Spy- Peter Parker is Spider-Man? I mean, sure. You're I want not Black like Cat to come in. I did, I, Black Cat is my favorite. I want her to come in. So I don't really care about Mary Jane. Or Michelle Jones, sorry. Markellis Reagans. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to have uh, a version of Spider-Man where Peter, uh, as I mentioned before, maybe has a camera now. Maybe is a photographer and has a whole new dynamic with MJ Watson. I like that they gave her Watson in this movie. But yeah, the chemistry between... Zendaya and Tom Holland is so good. I definitely want to see them back together again. Uh, if they don't get back together, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> Peter and Mary Jane are supposed to be together. That's how it is. And like you said, Mark, they have great chemistry together. We spent three movies building up this fucking relationship to have him just be like, oh, well, she forgot me. I give up. Like, no, <laughs> you don't. You can't do that. The audience will lose its collective shite. Um, I hope at the end of Spider-Man 6 that they're back together, that we can walk off into the sunset and have kids or whatever, and uh, we can have Miles Morales, uh, yes. Spider-Man takeover. Yes. That is my dream for these movies. Aubrey, where do you rank this in your Spider-Man movies? Um, I would say near the top. Number one? Maybe number two, because number one always holds. I think I had Spider-Man 1, like the first ever Spider-Man as number one. And I kind of feel like it gets that, oh, I had Spider-Man 2. I just feel like those movies get the top rank because they were the first Spider-Man movies that were released and they hold that nostalgia. So they, it's it's hard to surpass that part in my heart. If it had Black Cat and, and Carnage and Venom done right, then we'd be talking. But I think those will stay there for a little bit. Mark Ellis ring. Yeah, I'm going to have to see the movie again before I really place it in the list. But right now, I'm going to say it's number three, because there's a there's a part of me that wants to wants to kind of hold off judgment on a the last part of a trilogy that's celebrating a saga where dead characters come back uh, to fight the fight the hero and the hero's off on a whole new journey at the very end of it. I feel like I've done that two years ago and I get a lot of shit for it. So I think I'm going to pace myself for this one and, and watch it again. And see how I really feel about it. But for right now, I'm going to say it's number three on the list. Best use Emperor Palpatine in a movie since 1983, though. That was a complete tribute to Rise of Skywalker. Hands down. (laughs) Yeah, it was a tribute to it by making a good movie. (laughs) So we can forget about it. (laughs) I hate you, Joey. It's okay. It's all right. (sighs) I don't know, man. Do I want to do this? It's it's number one, man. (laughs) Of course it is. This is the best fucking Spider-Man movie ever. My only and like I said at the beginning, this is an absolute love letter to the character and everything that makes the character and nails Spider-Man 100 percent. 
Like, this is Spider-Man on screen all the time. No one is going to be saying this is Iron Man Jr. anymore. Like, I, I, I don't know how it can't be number one. But the only pause it gives me is that it requires you to, like, appreciate all the other movies beforehand. Yep. So you can't just be like, oh, that's the best Spider-Man one. I'll watch that first. Like, you right. can't. <laughs> like, it's not going to work. Which is part of the reason why... Infinity War is a little lower on my MCU ranking than I think it should be because it requires you to have watched 18 other fucking movies. You're not going to appreciate it as much. But just as a personal level, like, fuck it, man. This is the best fucking Spider-Man movie ever. I don't give a shit. Uh, And what the fuck? That costume at the end looked great. Come on now. Come on. Yeah, this is is definitely Spider-Man episode eight, The Rise of Spider-Man. Hands down. So we got to score it, guys. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. What do you have for Spider-Man No Way Home? Aubrey Litchfield. I'm going to give it a five. Yes. Best movie of the year? I don't even remember what I've watched all year. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in a few weeks. Um, Mark Ellis Riggins. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five. Best movie of the year? You know what? I've been thinking about this for a few days, and I... I've had my number one movie of the year forever. I think this might be, I think this might beat it. I think this might be the number one movie of the year. I am going five out of five. If I could go higher than five, I would. Uh, man, I walked into that theater. I like Mark Ellis. I've had my number one movie of the year locked for about 11 months. Yeah. I walked out of this movie theater and I just, I couldn't do it. I was an emotional mess. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, I, I, I can't, make that movie be the best movie of the year after this fucking movie and this experience seeing this movie. (laughs) So spoiler for a few weeks from now, but uh, yeah, this is the best movie of the year. (laughs) You have to go see this fucking movie immediately. I I don't even want to know anybody that doesn't like this movie. Like if you, if somebody like comes up to me and it's like, ah, that movie sucked. Like I just know you're a fucked hard and there's like no reason to talk to you anymore. (laughs) So that's going to do it. That is our review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Tell us what you thought when you hit us up on social media. And don't forget to check out SoWizardPodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's comic reviews. There's movie reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Good Pods, Podbean, Spotify, where you can leave five-star reviews now for the show. So if you have Spotify, you can leave us a review. It would be really appreciated. Or anywhere under the sun you find podcasts, we will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash podcast where you can find hours of free exclusive content, including movie reviews, interviews, trailer reactions, unboxings, and more. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and content, including me inflicting Christy Santa's first female reindeer upon Marcellus and Aubrey. They haven't killed me yet. And more. And that's going to do it. I hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas holiday. We will be back next week for the Matrix Resurrections. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, on behalf of my co-host, the queen of all spider fluid, Aubrey Lee. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Marquis, Mark Hey, everybody, have a great week. Uh, definitely go check out Spider-Man, wear your mask, be safe, and Wakanda forever. Take the blue pill or the red pill, guys. We'll see you next week for The Matrix. Good journey. 
Here's your piece of the pie. It's not dessert, but the cost that we dine. And three out of every darn time, the effect is mmm with a daisy grows in your mind. Showing true position, this here piece is kissing the part of the pie that's missing. Where that negative number fills up the casualty. Maybe you can subtract it. You can call it your lucky partner. Maybe you can call it your adjective.